and welcome <laughs> to Creeps and Crime Storytime. My name is Charlie, and this time I'm going to be listening to a story. My name is Sophie, and I'm going to be telling the story. So, how does it feel to be in the driver's seat? <laughs> I don't have my license, but I'm ready to put my foot on the pedal and accelerate. <laughs> Let's go. Into danger. Oh, so the last story that we told here was when I told the first part of the story of Phoebe Hanstrom. And it was super heavy, mm-hmm. especially at the end. It was hard to listen to. So we thought rather than getting straight into the second part, we'd take a little break, mm-hmm. discuss something totally different. It is absolutely different. Totally different, just to refresh ourselves a little. And then the time after this will be part two of Phoebe Hanstrom. Mm-hmm. So... Sophie, I will pass the reins over to you. Thank you very much. I don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this goes. (laughs) Okay, I got this out of it. You got this. You can do it. You can do it. (laughs) I'm going to send you a clip of you just going, I don't don't want to. (laughs) We should put that on a shirt if we ever get that I might just like leave it in. Gonna do, it. It. do it. I don't care. It's funny. I'll make that our new theme song. <laughs> just you doing that over and over again. <laughs> Every time I do an episode, I don't want it. <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> okay, okay. You got it. You got it. I do. You're going to do this. Okay. This could... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so... I could go one of two ways with this, but this case is a little bit closer to home. Is it? Yeah. Okay, so we were in Australia last time. Yes, we were. We um, were way over the other side of the planet. Where are we now? We're in the United Kingdom. What? Yeah. For real? <laughs> really? Oh, shit. I didn't yeah. know. Okay, yeah. okay. It's a very, like, quote-unquote local case. Holy shit. Okay. That's, mm. Okay. I'm on this journey with you. Let's secrets go. in this book and staples. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Really crazy. Are, you, are your notes stapled together? They are. Okay. You know, I started out in your notepad that you gave me. Yeah. To borrow. Well, yeah. I tore the pages out because Are we need other stuff. So I stapled them into this new notepad. Yeah, the one you gave me. I started writing in this, but carrying on. Okay. Um, and I couldn't find any sellotape. <laughs> so you've just like <laughs> so I stapled. made yourself a little book. I I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we are in the homeland. We are, and this is a Sophie special. Oh, that's so fucking cute. It's a Sophie special. For tonight and today and tomorrow, I hope that you are warm and cozy and feeling safe. Try to remember what that feels like as you go along. Oh my god, is that bad? <laughs> yes. Okay. Tonight, I shall begin our story in the year 1960. This was the year that Aubrey and Gloria Gibbons got married. Oh. Soon after this, in the month of April, were born June and Jennifer Gibbons, the first of many babies had by the Windrush generation. Oh. And I have a nice little fact. Okay. Uh, a nice little fact. Social geographer Kelly Peach estimates that the number of people in Britain born in the West Indies grew from 15,000 in 1951 to 172,000 in 1961. Yeah. So that's like a whole generation of people. It's cool. I had no idea there was that many people. That's so cool. In the year 1962, the UK enacted the Commonwealth Immigrant Immigrant Act, 
which restricted the entry <laughs> hold on restricted the entry of immigrants and by 1972 only holders of work permits or people with parents or grandparents born in the UK could gain entry doing its best to stem most immigration from that area okay however by the point an entire generation as you rightly say of Britons with African Caribbean heritage now existed contributing to British society in virtually every industry examples being National Rail Service National Health Service and Public Transport who have been recruiting almost exclusively from Jamaica and Barbados areas Holy shit, that's amazing. This goes back to 1948 after World War II, I don't know. Oh. So they've been here a long time. Yeah, I didn't realise that after World War II ended, obviously there was mm. a huge shortage of people still living here because lots of people died in yeah. the Second World War. Mm-hmm. So I suppose a lot of people that were moving to the country picked up where we didn't have anybody left to work. No. That's amazing. I didn't know that. It is and another little fact. Oh, yeah. In 1998, an area in Brixton was renamed Windrush Square to commemorate the 50th anniversary of the arrival of the first ever ship, bringing the first large group of West Indies migrants to the UK. The land is also, for any reassurance, is protected from development as it was formerly part of Roscommon. So that's you know nice. something I, I can contribute to this. Yeah, part, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that um, you know David's mum and dad live in Highworth. Yeah. The hill that they live on, mm. like every street is called Windrush. Ooh, I wonder yeah. why that sounded kind of familiar. That'll be why. Okay. So cool. So this is you new think to I've me. Heard this before. <laughs> yeah, like what the. Fuck? Fifty. Very cool. So that's why that's stapled. Yeah. Because I wanted it's to keep that. Little fact sheet. Yeah. It's lovely. Right. We shall, there's not, with this case is quite awkward because their very early life and their primary school age is very copy and pasted online. Okay. From the same pages, but like a couple of adjectives are different. So basically it's just the same information that's just being like yeah. published everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's like four. Wow, okay. <laughs> it's like that. So I'm going to go from primary school age onwards. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So they were, just to refresh our memory, they were born in what year? Uh, 1963. Okay. Jennifer and June Gibbons were twins, which is a real fun thing to be. We're, we're sisters, but we're yeah, not we twins. Yeah, we are, but we're not twins. I feel that we definitely have that creepy twin dynamic. We do. We have a really Which fun is cool. twin vibe that we play on a lot, really. We do. It, it does freak people out, and it's... It's cool. It's something worth noting. Yeah. Um, I feel... I don't know a whole lot about this case, mm. but I do feel as though the fact that they're twins is going to play into it a lot. It does amp it up a bit. Okay, okay. Okay, so these two little twins were... I'll show you a picture in a second. They're adorable. Oh. They are so fucking precious. They are so cute. We'll obviously put a picture up on the Instagram page, which yes. is Creeps and Crime Storytime on Instagram, if you mm-hmm. want to go and give it a follow and a couple of likes couple of likes because you like us us. we are very cute (laughs) (laughs) and full of information (laughs) anyway show me this picture show me a picture of that i want to see oh they are really fucking cute they're little cheeks they're really cute 
They look like they know something you don't. <laughs> they do. They do definitely they? look like they yeah, know something uh-huh. that you don't know. And that's and the I picture that's here been for colorized, so you that's can see that it looks high. Amazing. Going up to the top. I absolutely love it. We support them at this point. Fully. Yeah, I think they're lovely and adorable and cute. They are very cute. In 1974, they were heading into secondary schools. Okay. And Chanel was an awkward time for us all. It's fucking awkward as hell. It's bad. I hated it. Boring. They were punctual students, described as conscientious and hardworking, but sadly subject to a lot of racism oh, and bullying. Oh, hell, man. A lot of it. They were reportedly the only uh, black people in Wales. Which is what ridiculous? The only black people in Wales? About the three, whole of Wales? Three places online said that, and I was what like, the "Fuck! How? That's crazy! It is." And I was like, "Either I've missed something very big, or Wales is just tiny." I mean, Wales is not an enormous country, mm. but to only have one black family yeah. is a huge. Shock. I. Mm. Wow. In the 70s, that's not even that long ago. It's not. The fuck, mate? Ew. I'm glad times have changed. Fucking asshole. Both decided to stop talking. Oh. Yeah. Quote, why won't they speak English? They said at an interview when she was an adult, and their collective response was, quote, the more they said that, the more we shut up, end quote. Which is absolutely fair. Because sometimes when people are bullied, you either fight back and you're loud, or yeah. you just cut off completely. You just withdraw into yourself. Yeah. yeah I suppose at least because they had each other. They did. To they withdraw into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They weren't in it alone. As a result of them not talking to other students, they only spoke to each other. And in doing that, being so immersed in that, they developed their own little secret language, which kind of accelerated the bullying more. Yeah, I can see why that would accelerate the bullying. But it's also cool as fuck that they came up with their own language. It's really cool. Do you know what it was like? Or did you not? Were you not able to find it? Oh, it's on the next page. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So as a a really feeble approach to this by teachers, I honestly, this really irritates me. They just let them out of school earlier to avoid the horrendous bullying that was most likely not called out at all. The fuck? So why were so these kids let, not corrected for being arses? So they let the the twins mm-hmm. go home from school early. Yeah. But how did that stop kids being mean to them in class? It didn't. There was no what discipline. What does it fucking fix? It doesn't. It, it, this is what irritates me about this book. Right. <sighs> Sorry, I interrupted you completely. No, I was no, just no. momentarily outraged. No, it's fine. One man, who was a school medical officer, okay. John Rees, Described them as, quote, girls totally, 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 <laughs> 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 that's how men sound to me, <laughs> just gibbering, <laughs> totally expressionless. These two little girls would walk one behind the other, heads down, and now hold on, as if they were in some sort of a chain gang. Does, is a chain gang what I think it is? What do you think a chain gang? where black people were literally chained up by their hands and feet and made to walk sort of so a chain gang that i know of is like Mm. when you're in prison yeah and 
presidents are like chained up on the shackles like one behind the other mm. and they walk in a line yeah and that's my knowledge of what a chain gang is the fact that he's referring to these two little black girls as being like they're in a chain gang yeah the fact that that's what comes to his mind yeah that is pretty disgusting yeah like, i mean that's grossed out yeah that's fucking hideous i know it's the 70s and mm-hmm. things were different in the 70s and i'm doing my little air quotes because mm. it's bullshit but mm. that is that's fucking hideous it's sad because that's his full medical officer they should be responsible that should be a professional person mm-hmm. and, and that's they're literally view. talking like shit that's how they're describing children that's oh my God. i hate that that's disgusting To number these pages. Rees referred the girls to chief speech therapist at Haverford West Withybrush or Wythybrush. <laughs> Either way, I don't care if I got it wrong. Hospital. Could you repeat that one just one more time so I can enjoy listening to it? Haverford West's Withybrush Hospital. <laughs> enjoy it staff at the hospital in this current day unless it's been renamed like something pronounceable hospital <laughs> they began their treatment there in 1977 although they never spoke to Trahan who was assigned to them um, or to each other in front of her they oh. agreed to read aloud onto tapes okay which is cool okay. I like this this is actually someone that I had read in the same few articles that I came across where it was where someone had got the name wrong so for oh. a good while I thought the teacher was someone else oh okay and then I came across this and found it to be a bit more verified and I was like holy fuck so I've had to you've had to change it around a little bit yeah and you know put credit where it's due hopefully I've got it the right way <laughs> hopefully you've got it the right way <laughs> <laughs> we shall see okay so, so just so I get this right, mm-hmm. they spoke to each other when they were alone in a room. Yes. They wouldn't speak to her. Mm-hmm. They would speak. That they, they wouldn't speak to each other in front of her. That's right. But they would speak to each other if there was a tape recording, but not another human being. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. I've I got don't it. know how they got that out of them, but I'm glad they did. I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's not so much what they got out of them, but what they observed. Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they probably figured out pretty quickly what, like, what they were willing to do and what they weren't. True. So interesting. Trahan in this also, yep, this is the lady that was credited on the article for slowing down audio and realising how they were pronouncing words and understanding each other. Oh. So this is how it's, like, discovered, so to speak. For the S sound, they would say sh instead. This was attributed to palatial fractures. What's that? I think it's just where the upper plate, the roof of your mouth yeah. is a bit wonky, so when your tongue rests on that and then sound, it, it comes out different. Okay, so, so they, they both had that. So they weren't speaking in, a di- in their own twin language on purpose? Not really. Was it just like a genetic thing and they both had like like a speech impediment, kind of like a lisp. Mm-hmm. And I get it. 
here as well on yeah. this page. <laughs> the supposed secret language was also English. It's reported that it's also got bits of uh, slang from their parents in their native language. Yeah, I was wondering if there would be some bilingual aspects to it that people mm-hmm. just didn't understand. Yeah. I mean, I. it wouldn't surprise me if it was in there. Yeah, yeah. From what I've read, it, it's like literally, I don't know why I'm holding it eight fingers, but it's four things <laughs> that are online. And it's so limited yeah. in some parts and then expansive on others. It's so interesting. But this is really interesting. You'd Something else I do not see talked about. When Trahan was in the room with them both, she sensed that June wanted to talk to her. Oh. But June was always stopped only by eye signals from Jennifer, who appeared to control June's actions. Why are you reading my notes over here? <laughs> Sorry, I like reading. I know, but that's a spoiler for yourself. Sorry. Come on, girl. <laughs> so, just sorry to ask all the questions. You do you know if? So, do you know which one of them was the older twin? I'm sure I have that in my notes. Two pages down. We might get to it. If we mm-hmm. get to it, we get to it. But yeah. if not, I'd be very interested to see if June was the younger one. Ooh. That would I would find that quite interesting. Yes. Anyway, sorry. Continue. But June was always stopped only by eye signals from Jennifer. Who appeared to control June's actions. June herself called this eye language. Speaking of Jennifer, sat there with an expressionless gaze that I felt her power. End quote. Trahan told Wallace, another psychologist, psychiatrist, Kings Devil. <laughs> I find that like those are so interchangeable in these in these articles online. They they go from psychiatrist to psychologist. Typo, or is it an Americanism? Because I'm sure they're different jobs. Somehow. I actually don't know the answer to that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm inconsistently saying those things, that is why. Yeah, I hadn't even noticed to be honest. Don't get too mad. Don't go me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just honestly, I'm just really engrossed in this story. I haven't even noticed. Okay. Uh, Trahan told Wallace, "Quote: The thought entered my mind that June was possessed by her son." End quote. Oh my. Fucking God. So, like, that's in professional notes as well. Holy shit. And this is where, like, my stomach started to twist a bit. Yeah. Like, okay, full-grown adults. Oh, my God. Notice and that. these are people, if these are, like, professionals in the mental health field, they've mm-hmm. seen some shit. They've seen people doing, like, weird, creepy shit yeah. due to having a mental condition. And so the fact that they entertained the idea... That one of these children is possessing the other one. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. scary shit. Because they're very young at this, this yeah. stage. They're still very, very young. And they obviously would have spent a lot of time with them, but to yeah. like really pick up on that so quickly. It's creepy. It's I can see why this is in the creep section. That's actually giving me the heebs. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some heebie jeebies. So Reese, that child medical officer of the school who worked with Evans and Tim Thomas at this Lizzie Hurst Hospital, those two worked there, decided that the twins should be transferred to Eastgate Centre for Special Education in Pembroke. It was only eight miles away. Okay, so all this stuff happened to just be really close. Yeah. Weird. But then I, I found online that at one point they moved to York. That's far from Wales. Yeah. 
and then back to Wales. And then I was like, well, what's the answer? So I'm kind of just gonna yeah leave that out. That's, yep, that's fine. And this is where Kathy Arthur took charge of their treatment. Okay. She is the deal. Oh, really? I really like her. Okay. This is the lady that I thought had done the audio tape stuff. Oh, but it wasn't her. It was somebody no. else. Right, okay. Yeah. As for their parents, if you're wondering why they are in the picture at this yeah, point. Yeah, I kind of have been wondering a bit what happened with them. Even I wondered if they were okay with all of this constant change in their surrounding, their environment, and their transporting of them around. Yeah. Every other point. Hospice. Yeah, hospice and clinic, whatever. Aubrey and Gloria did not interfere in the decisions that were made for their daughters. And I shall tell you why. <laughs> it, this is like for on. anyone. I was about to say for anyone who can't see, but the only person that can see is me. Yeah. Um, the way that Sophie's put all her notes together and stapled it, and she's like unfolding bits, <laughs> it looks a bit like the film version of the Marauder's Map in Harry Potter. <laughs> the way does. that it all unfolds, and there's little bits that are like stuck in that like fold out, and you have to turn it upside down. You really wouldn't know what's that. That's literally what she's. She's literally just unfolded this piece of paper. It's been stapled in her notebook. She's flipped the whole thing upside down and unfolded <laughs> it a different way. And it's like, this is notes? Yeah. This is notes? I use a highlighter and I feel like a fancy bitch when I'm doing my notes. This is a whole <clears throat> other level. I, I was the, I love writing about you this. You went on a journey. I did with several different notes. You, you did. <laughs> and different size notepads. Oh I've had to staple A4 sheets of paper into an A5 notebook. So it's very awkwardly crinkly, and I'm not that sorry about yeah, it. Yeah, this episode is going to have some like real good paper ASMR in it. And really awkwardly spliced moments. Yeah, I'm going to do some. Well, you're making me work crinkly. hard. It you stops. I'm, I'll try and get the editing neat. I'll try and, yeah. I'll try and neaten up a bit. Okay, so the parents on this matter were, quote, we were never, like, consulted at any time, unquote. Aubrey told Lichtenstein, who was a BBC producer that made a documentary mm. on this case, where I got probably, aside from the four articles, probably a good 70% of the information. Oh, so the documentary is a good one. Yeah, it was oh. thankfully made back in the 90s. Okay. So it was really old timey, but it's on YouTube. I'll have, oh, it's on YouTube? Mm-hmm. What's it called? Just so I can look it up when this is done. Without My Shadow. The Silent Twins. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's sad. But Aubrey goes on, who is the father? Um, at no time were we called and said, well, these children are not doing as well as they should. And he adds, before we knew it, they were into Eastgate, and then we just had to hold toe the whole time. Toe the line, as it were. End quote. Child psychiatrists diagnosed these two as elective needs. At age 14, they had been transferred to Eastgate. So this is their next stage in life, as girls that have hit puberty. Yeah. No other friends but each other. Going to somewhere else to hopefully get sorted out. This is real shit. Yeah. It's sad. They should be... It sounds really hard and terrible, but I am a huge fan of how much they creeped out their psychologists. <laughs> I think that's a vibe 
Yeah. And I really think that even though they went through a lot of hardships, mm-hmm. and it was clearly very troubling, I just really enjoy that they scared some grown-ups. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. It gets a bit scary. Oh, tell me more. Um, you know. <laughs> Part two. Part two. <laughs> Kathy also was a teacher, and she prepared the area of work for them. They had been described to me as scanty, but they demonstrated dumb insolence, which is not the impression I had at all. And that they being the school that they'd attended when like learning regular school stuff okay. before the clinics, um, were very negative about them. They were secretive. She also adds that there was nothing about the academic level. Oh, so they had given no feedback whatsoever on how so smart so so the old school in Wales transferred yeah. them to a new school that was close to the hospital, and mm-hmm. the old school didn't give a shit about what they were doing in school. Yeah, they only cared about like gossip. Mm-hmm. Fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, why are people so shitty? Like these are whole children that need help. These are adults that should know what they're doing, and they're just fucking around. Yeah, I'm glad they all got fucking scared, man. <laughs> I hope they were all terrified. Fucking pieces of shit. There's nothing about the academic level. She then recalls something and adds, Oh, and that they didn't speak at all. The school said, and it was thought that they weren't speaking English, but African Greek. Unquote. Oh. So they managed to pick up on something. Yeah. Which is good. So the first psychiatrist that listened to their secret language mm-hmm. thought that it was English with different pronunciations of certain consonants mm-hmm. mixed with slang yeah the second one thought that it was fully a different language yeah like from their from their parents mm-hmm. okay yeah and this is the part where i've written where it was the other lady okay. it was johan they'd done all the audio but kathy arthur had the idea to chart the progress and in order to do that she would video them with a camera hidden in the room oh. and that was hidden through a two-way mirror which is pretty nifty because when i first read of that i was like how the hell do you hide cameras especially ones that are probably really big i was about to say it's in the 70s yeah. like everything was huge i bet that mm-hmm. two-way mirror looked really obvious I, yeah i bet it looked <laughs> super fucking obvious do you want to see the photograph now Yes. There's, yes, I do. There's limited uh, releases of the footage of the girls. Oh my god. Okay, so Sophie's gonna show me the video on her phone. Um, well, we we we'll put screenshots of this on Instagram. Yeah. And then, where can people find it if they want to watch it? It's in the documentary. Uh, oh, perfect. It's it's all in there. Oh, perfect. Okay. Chronological order. Brilliant. It's, Excellent. It's really cool. <laughs> so. So that's Jennifer, who's the one that was more controlling over June. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I I love this story, and I also it makes me sad. Yeah, like, but most of these do. Like, I feel it's, like saying it's, I love it is wrong. I know exactly what it's you tricky. mean. Everyone, everyone that's listening to this is mm. probably into true crime and into mysteries and weird stuff. Yeah. And we know, mm-hmm. and you all probably know. That when you say, oh, I love this case, or I love this story, it doesn't mean that you love what happened. It means yeah. that you love learning about it. True. And you love yes, being right. educated on events that have happened. Mm. And that's what we love. 
That makes more sense. <laughs> I kind of, yeah, but like, I know I know exactly what you mean because it's happened before when someone's mentioned Jean-Benet Ramsey, which is, if, if you know me personally, you know that that's like my mm-hmm. case that I'm obsessed with. And I'll be like, oh my God, I love that case. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't mean I love what happened. Yeah. But I love reading about it and I mm-hmm. love learning about it and I love educating myself about it. But yeah, anyway, we all know what you mean. Okay, so psychologists found that they were indeed having differences with their abilities oh. on an educational front. Oh, so the differences from each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. Differences between each other did indeed exist. Oh my gosh, that is interesting. However, Jennifer and Jean became further recluded and recluded from their family, staying in their bedroom and creating homemade movies of some animals playing with dolls. So from time to time, they would be let home from this hospital. Yeah. And they would, uh, you know, play like children do. Yeah. With dolls, which is very sweet. And a short clip of Rosie Gibbons Smith, who was their younger sister, that they had also decided that she was the the only member of the family really that they would speak to. Oh, I didn't know they had little sisters. Mm-hmm. They uh, they have a little sister called Rosie. She's really sweet. Um, I mean, I'm guessing as an adult she became married but kept Gibbons as a maiden name. Okay. Because she's now seen as Gibbons Smith. Okay. Um, It's unclear whether they have a youngest brother or a younger brother. He's called David. Okay. So he's like kind of younger brother. Yeah. But I think he's about when they're older. Right, okay. So he might not be born yet. No. Okay. Stuff like this is so unclear. Yeah, it can it's, be really hard to find out, like, it's irritating. dates and, yeah. Because it's like, the information could be right there. And it isn't. <laughs> it's uncomfortable hot in here. I know. We've got the... We've made the fort again with the bed sheet and we're both yeah. sat under it and it's there's not a lot of room and it's warm but yes. hopefully the audio will be okay. I really That's hope the important so. thing. Rosie, when you listen to her speak, she does sound like her sisters. Because yeah. when you hear um, them talk as an adult, you you definitely hear the relation but also because she was around their, their secret language, their you know specific accent to them or whatever it definitely brushed off on her a little bit yeah but it's it's heartwarming it's really cute cute. and she's she's got a lovely cute baby face as an adult it's like i love you (laughs) (laughs) i know you don't know me but i love you (laughs) i'm so soft anywho she would describe their bedroom and then having a separate cupboard for the dollhouse so she would say, uh, it was a big bedroom, uh, very big, had a big cupboard, that's where the hall was, and the dolls, the doll's house, end quote. And then she added onto this uh, in a very short segment of an interview, like she really didn't speak a lot of it. Um, she said that she liked playing with the dolls, and she was smiling and vivid. The girls would put on lighter voices for the dolls, and this dialogue was always complimenting how they looked. 
However, on another little bit of paper, <laughs> the doll children, plaintiff, were oftentimes having elaborate names like Jen, Johnny, Joshua, and Anne Marie Kingston, or Almerin Billy Hill Haynes, which is quite swanky back yeah, then. You yeah. know, now it's like those names are ridiculous. No one's yeah. called Almer or Poe. Yeah. <laughs> and who has the name Kingston anymore? Not many people. No one except, you know, the mothers. It's really cool. Yeah, obviously their dolls were loving it up. They were? Oh no. There was also a doll Gibbon family. Oh. When one of the dolls died. What? Yes, died. Wait. The official wait. registrar, Rosie. What? Record the demise. What? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, wait. No, 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 no. no I'm no, not process. Stop. <laughs> so they kept dolls that were fancy and had fancy names. Yeah. And they were cherished. They were played with. They were. They were and then these girls also had. They'd also record them playing with the dolls. And they were like, oh, so. Like little, like little TV episodes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. So they also had. A doll version of their own family. Mm-hmm. Was it like a gi- a different Gibbons family, or was it literally like this is mom and dad and me and you and Rosie? It's hard to tell. Jesus Christ! That's and they but they like sometimes the... killed them off. <laughs> and there was a registrar. <laughs> there was a whole registrar. Like that's very very well put together and thought out. There was a process. Yeah, and they followed the... it. To a T. How frequently did family members get killed off? I'm not sure. Didn't they run out? There was only five of them. Well. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I never I thought. I wasn't I ready would... for this. I didn't know about this part. Holy shit! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now you know how medicine back then was a bit more basic than it is now. Bearing in mind, these are children as well. I'm just putting those two things out there for what I'm about to say. Oh god, what's coming? June Gibbons, age nine, died of leg injury. George Gibbons, age four, died of eczema. Now, wait. I know, yeah. (laughs) So this is the doll June and the doll dad. Well, George. George is, wait, who the fuck is George? Exactly. These are... These are just names given to them. Yeah, because George is the name of the dad. It's alluded that some dolls are family members and that others aren't. I guess it could be extended family, maybe. Or just fictional family members. Yeah, so June is obviously representative of the actual June. Maybe, yeah. Well, it's a bit of a coincidence if they just happen to pick the same name. It's not her. (laughs) Well, if it's your first doll that gets killed off, you're like, oh, we'll just call it June. If it's your first one that gets killed off... (laughs) I'm just saying, I never killed off any of my Barbies. Yeah, I never would have thought that. Yeah. Like, the furthest they got was marriage. Yeah. And it was happy things. Yeah. Jolly things. They were going shopping. They were looking for the pink shoe I always lost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely, you know, like, dying and then having a credit Like, registering a death. Like... Yeah, it's a bit... So, June... When she was nine. Stop looking at my notes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just love reading. I don't so read your when, laptop notes. So when June was nine, mm-hmm. doll June. So 
the real June and Jennifer, did you say they're 14 at this point? Yes. So doll June at nine years old died of leg injuries, which is horrific. Yes. And George... No, leg injury. It's listed as leg injury. Oh, just one horrific injury? Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can't specify which part of the leg. And then, and then George, whoever George is... Was a four-year-old, aged four. Was a four-year-old, yes. and he died of eczema. Yeah. <laughs> now, you are someone that has eczema. I've... I've struggled with eczema my whole life. I've been yes. hospitalized for it mm-hmm. more than once. Yeah. And it's awful. The only thing I can think of that it will kill you is that you end up with so many wounds that your immune system fails mm. and you just get lots of infections and yeah, are infected so. to death. That is the only thing I can think of. Do you think it's got to be men or just like you got a severe rash and then it went to your heart? and it's May, I think, yeah. I think in sort of like child slash early teenager brain yeah exactly. you just think of medical conditions and say it killed you yeah you're dead it just got too bad and you died anything's you know yeah i don't think you. they made yeah. the leap between eczema and your immune system <laughs> but still like holy shit and we carry on louis gibbons age two and there's five. four of them yeah They're a two-year-old finished. called bluey gibbons yeah which is an adorable name it's super cute it is bluey would make a really good like puppy name it Ooh. would. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. Anyway, sorry. Two and a half died of appendix. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which is why oh I remind you god, they are children writing this. So, you know. Holy <laughs> shit! I mean, your appendix can kill you, though, so they at least. Yeah, it does Join some dots. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? No, I'll never be ready. Julie Gibbons, age two and a half. Died of a stamped stomach, which really had my heart sink. I was like, "What the fuck?" A stamp. I so right, it was literally stamped or like stomped. I think they mean like stood on, like mm. that's. So they're all they're all babies. So all the family members that get killed off, mm-hmm. the oldest is nine. Yes. So they're just coming up with fun ways they can kill young children. And the last one. There's another one. Is Polly Morgan Gibbons, aged four, died of a slit face, and Susie Pope Gibbons died of a cracked skull, aged two. What the fuck? Clearly, their imaginations are dangerous. A mix of violence. What the fuck? A slashed face. Yeah, a slit face. Like Louis reading Jack the Ripper or something. What the fuck? How does a child think of a slit face? That's a cracked skull. Mm -hmm. A two-year-old. Yeah. And that was a game. It was a game. Fucking hell. And they had the little sister Rosie taking notes of this. She's a registrar. How old was she again? Exactly. <laughs> she was like probably four. So they're or coming eight. up with ways that like kill children her age. Yeah, a part of their own imaginary family. Mm-hmm. Fucking hell! Oh they, my god! They always god. set these families in some part of America. Like they were like obsessed with this fictional family living in America, but it was still very much it, like it's questionable. Is it them or are these made up people? What the fuck? I knew some of the very barest bones of this case. Mm-hmm. And when I say the barest bones, I literally mean maybe like 
I would comfortably say I could write three bullet points and that's it. And all of those bullet points had question marks next to them because I, I wasn't sure if it was actually true or not. Mm-hmm. I had no idea about any of that. That was holy new for me. fucking shit. I can see why people think that this story is incredibly creepy. Yeah, that's terrifying. It really uh, stays with them. I hate it. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> you still feel safe in your warm and cozy home? No, I fucking don't. I told you to remember what that felt like, though. I don't think I want to have children. I think don't do I'm it. just going to stick with my cats. Fuck stick with this. Cats. Fuck that. <laughs> oh my god. However, if you want to know what they were more like on a, a day-to-day basis, doing regular people things I like don't want to know. Eating food, drinking navigating other very basic aspects of life normal things doing everyday things that people do take for granted we couldn't do we were too sensitive and quote that was june gibbons talking in um uh, interview in the 90s what does that mean we couldn't do it we were too sensitive they couldn't uh, eat food in front of people and drink it like that they would not move. So is it just like they were so? So I'm it wasn't sure that, that like means. they were physically unable to eat, but it was like more like they didn't want to eat what anyone. They didn't literally want to do anything yeah. where anyone could see them. Mm-hmm. So it it developed just from talking to like literally anything else. Mm-hmm. Wow. I will I will give a little description for the people that are listening, and then I'll show you this. Okay. And this is all in the documentary? Yes. Okay. There's more footage of them <laughs> at Eastgate sat together at a communal dining area, bringing fork to mouth very slowly, sat stiffly, and not talking or interacting with anyone. I fucking hate this. When asked as an adult, June would explain, quote, it was a game we would play. That's it. What? Unquote. So, yeah, they, they just like to mess with people as well they were they were aware it was a bit they knew it was creepy and they just yeah. fucked with people yeah which honestly we would absolutely do. <laughs> yeah okay maybe we would <laughs> but we would definitely not i think knowing the the whole doll thing yeah that combined with this just amplifies the yeah the creepiness to it it's so creepy i feel uneasy <laughs> so you're gonna show me this clip or i am i love that this is like a show and tell type thing i'm really enjoying this i'm glad this is like my source of information i wasn't like other podcasts for being honest thoughts that was weird yeah it was weird daisy yes <laughs> My cat's very opinionated. I got you. Um, when I'm alone, I do like to eat slowly. But when I'm sat with someone else, I it's there's a difference between eating slowly and being that purposefully measured. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's is. very very intentional and very strange. Mm-hmm. It's also a strange game to play. 
I think the strangeness really builds up. Yeah. If it was, like, one thing that they did, it would be like, okay, that's a quirk. But mm. all of this stuff together, coupled with the, the fantasies of violence, mm. just takes it to a whole other level. Okay. The idea of separation. Oh. To see how they would interact on their own. Yeah. As individual people being spoken to by uh, members of staff at the hospitals. Okay. And... June and Jennifer, this was quite sweet in a way. They'd write letters to Kathy to oh. communicate with her. Okay. And I can't find all the letters. Yeah. But I can find bits of them. Oh. And I'm going to read them to you. Oh, please do. And I'll be reading bits more that relate to things as we go through. Yeah. From June on the idea of separation. She wrote, It would be a good idea if we separate. I think one should go and one should stay. We act stupid when we're together. People think we don't want to separate, but we do. We do want to separate. It would really be the best thing for us. Mm, okay. Which is so June is for it. Yeah, it's civil, it's polite, well put yeah. together letter, yeah. you know. And from Jennifer. It just says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be good if we separate. We fight for the best things. We are both willing. It would be good if we separate. We fight for the best things. We are both willing to lead our own lives. But when we're together, we end up depending on each other too much. Unquote. Okay, so they they were insightful enough to realize that being together, as much as they loved it, it was holding them back. Mm-hmm. That okay. it was very much damaging to their okay. world. Okay. It was then put onto the two of them to decide who should go and who should stay in, in the hospital and who would move to a different one. Oh, so they were both still going to be in a hospital, but different hospitals. It was... I kept seeing this discrepancy, this difference. Either same rooms within the same hospital would now be different rooms. Okay. Or a different hospital completely. Okay, but they were definitely not going to be in the same room. Yes. Okay. That at the very least. Okay, I got that. It is said that once this was given back to them, like, okay, you guys decide who is going. It caused absolute chaos and great outrage and bursts of anger between June and Jennifer. Holy shit. Which was a stark contrast from their daily silence around everyone to yelling and shouting at one another. It is said that Jennifer said to June, you are Jennifer. You are Jennifer. I am June. What the fuck? Yeah, so they was really each other and themselves. What? All the time. That is going to mess with your head. You've got someone that looks exactly like you saying that to you. And you're possibly saying the same thing to them. But how do we know that that was Jennifer that said that? You've got to take their word for it. Their word for it. Don't I think teachers heard it as well. Yeah, but how they were identical. How did the staff know which one was which? Don't know. Oh my god, this whole thing is mindful. How do you ever separate twins apart? They'll have their little nuances and things. It's like, oh, that was Jennifer. Maybe it's she always sits on the right. That's Jennifer. That's so creepy. Now these two were avid fans of keeping diaries. Oh, I love it. I am so 
happy about this because yeah. there's so much documentation. Sadly, it can't be like telling you some images. Of course. Ugh. But an excerpt from Jennifer's diary on this. June can't be my real twin. My real twin was born the exact same time as me. Has my rising sign, my looks, my ways, my dreams, my ambitions. He or she will have my weaknesses and faults and opinions. All of this makes a twin. No differences. I can't stand differences. June hasn't got my mind, my looks, my character. Not even my build. My mother, once, when measuring us for our heights, told me I was slightly taller than June. I wasn't exactly pleased. So fuck? she was very, we're twins down to a T no matter what. And that's how we're going to be. What the fuck? So because June had some different opinions about things, Possibly. it was like, she's not my twin. <laughs> that's not how this yeah. works, Jennifer. Like when we argue or we fight as sisters about twins, I'm sometimes like, God, I'm going to disown him. <laughs> I've also thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought, like, God, I am done I've with this it. bitch. This I've is had the last enough. time. Nope. No more. <laughs> I've imagined writing you a letter and being like, adios. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> They're like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but that very quickly goes. Yeah, it goes away. We're it very goes. Dramatic. And after reading this letter, mm. Kathy Arthur, which. I thought it was a diary entry. Yeah, I think she was allowed to read the diaries. Oh, okay, okay. Well, didn't I say this was a letter to... No, that is a diary. She was able to read it. Um, So Kathy read the diary entry. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I think they also sent bits of the diary, like, to her. Oh, okay. She was able to view them. Got you, okay. And see how things from their perspective were glowing. Okay. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. It's good, you know, because if they can't literally tell her how they're feeling... Yeah, this is a good way for them to express themselves. Read it. Okay. Which you, you feel a little bit hopeful. Yeah. I, I did. Anyway. Child psychologist, yep. Uh, voice says she felt June would benefit more from the move, describing her as malleable and had few inner resources, whereas Jennifer had no inner resources whatsoever. Oh. Now then... When I read Inner Resources, my brain got really tired. So, and if anyone doesn't know what Inner Resource was, because I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is that common sense? Is that, like, my mind's voice? Or what? So it's explained on the Google search. The Google? (laughs) (laughs) A resource provided by the mind or one's personal capabilities to have an inner resource against an annoyance. Okay. And I was like, oh, I see. Right? And then I felt more comfortable. <laughs> so I then Googled examples of inner resources, and there was just a lot of self help forums. Oh! <laughs> I was like, I think I've typed in the wrong thing. So, what's your take on having an inner resource? So, Because I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this needs to be talked about as well. Okay, yeah. So, I. When you said inner resource, mm-hmm. I'm thinking more like your inner capability yeah. like your potential mm-hmm. so like how much potential you have to do things for yourself mm. I thought the same thing like how much can you do independently and you know think on your feet a bit yeah yeah mm-hmm. that was that's, my 
that's how I feel about it. Like, like when you said it, that's what came to mind. Oh, good. Because that's how I initially thought when reading it. But yeah, then I think I thought, you're Hold right. on, is it wrong? No, no, I think you're right. I the think Google right. confused The Google is confusing. That and Google is the wrong one. Don't do it. <laughs> so, they began the separation. And we're going to find out what happens once they're separated. Oh my god. I'm looking at it with wide eyes and I'm like, are you ready? Because <laughs> I'm not ready. At this I'm point, ready. June had stopped eating, stopped moving, dressing herself, and she would sit on her bed. Perhaps hadn't slept that night as she hadn't changed clothes. Oh. And she would be very... Ugh. She would be crying a, a lot and it was... It was a lot of fluid from her nose and mouth as well. Great. And it was it was explained that it was just sort of hanging like a bib oh. in her lap. And unit staff would clean her up because she was just um, in a catatonic state. Oh and my god. If you've been up maybe six to eight hours constantly just sobbing and sat there on your bed, that alone has got to be tiring. She must have been fucking knackered. Absolutely. Like, just turn 90 degrees and go to snooze town. But she didn't do that. No, clearly. No. She also stopped using the bathroom. I don't know how they got around that. Just saying. I it don't know how they like found that out either. It, it just sounds like she literally just went where she was. Like, in her clothes. Yeah. I, I think, think she literally too. just pooped and peed herself. Yeah. But I don't want to go giving out misinformation on that if if I'm wrong. That's so that's why I'm being vague on it. I'm not That's the conclusion I have drawn from this. Mm, yeah. Me too. And it was <laughs> It was obvious to Kathy Arthur that people around them, so unit staff, other people that attended the hospital as, you know, patients and whatnot, had speculated that this was a game. No one was enjoying this game. That Kathy Arthur would, you know, voice, you know, this girl's incredibly, genuinely distressed. Yeah. You know, she's not even walking around naturally as, as a person should. Yeah. So I'm guessing that. Ashley Caliphas. June is the one that stayed in the facility. Mm hmm. Okay. Okay, now I'm gonna show you a clip that's again in this documentary. It. It's probably the one clip that really unnerves me. Okay. But it's also to be understood that it's not edited in any way. Okay. There's no jump scares. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm very trepidatious about whatever this is. Um, I hated that. It's very sad. Yeah, so the footage that we just saw, it showed, I presume that it's June. I'm pretty sure it's June, yeah. And she was just standing in a room was it like a kitchen or a workshop or it something? looked like a workshop yeah yeah and she was literally just standing upright and she had her arms at like a weird like very straight yeah like her whole body down. was very very straight her mm -hmm. arms were pointed straight down but like her hands were at like a 90 degree angle mm -hmm. like turned out a bit yeah turned in they were yeah so like her, her hand was in yeah so her wrists were bent and her hands were at a 90 degree angle from her arms mm. like pointing straight it was and she was just sort of like slowly staggering around yeah this room 
it was very very strange it's the thing I can't explain that no. I, I had to show you because no. yeah that's really hard to explain <laughs> it absolutely is but they they could not function without one each another, other yeah. yeah they needed each other to be there they did which really makes my heart hurt as well yeah because like I've been through things with you and without you and it's definitely more fun having you there I would hope so yeah. that's why we're doing this podcast so Exactly. even crime is fun with you <laughs> but I know when sometimes I'm on my own and I'm like I wish Charlie was here I do sulk yeah <laughs> especially kinda... when I was younger but I would not have been like that yeah no, no it I wouldn't have been that. that so embedded in me that she's not here I'm not yeah it would that would that must be like a subconscious thought at that point I feel like this is really morbid but I feel mm. like if you died yeah. That's how I would be. Oh, for sure, yeah. But not if you were just in a different building. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It would have to be something really traumatic and permanent mm. that could make me feel that way. Yeah. But I mean, like, for these girls, this was clearly extremely traumatic, but it wasn't mm. necessarily permanent. Mm-mm. They could nope. have seen each other again. Mm-hmm. Like, it was probable. Yeah. And not unrealistic. Because they weren't going to be, like... Like, at this point, they were still children. So once they sort of aged out of the system, they would have been able to do whatever they wanted. Mm. (sighs) Okie dokie. To the next noisy page of my fucking book. (laughs) Shows it to Charlie. I've done that. Another child psychologist at the hospital called Tim Thomas, a very British name. I thought you were just going to leave it at Tim Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> he explained his concerns as impending disaster. Fucking hell. Sorry. Oh my god. Nothing good comes from this. Impending disaster. Holy oh, shit. And now we're going to go to uh, once they left the hospital for school. Okay. Which is good. They stayed at home. So they were reunited again? Yeah. Okay, excellent. And they were quote unquote on the door. So on like the door. on door. Oh, oh like, right, okay, so they were on the door. Okay. Like benefits. Yeah, yeah. So Just for people that may not be in England listening to yeah, this yeah. and not so know what door is. What's that called in America? Uh They've social got security uh, checks? That's it. Is that yep. what that I is? I knew they had I knew they had a term for it. Yeah, yeah. So social security. It sounds so like official and like social security. That's so cool. Anyway, looking back by the fire. They also found pen pals from across the globe to write letters to. Oh. Which is really cool. Imagine having a letter off one of these two. I mean, I love pen palling. Mm. I'd love to have like a freaky twin pen pal. (laughs) Freaky twin pen pals, hit me up. I love writing letters and I would love to be a pen pal for you. I think that's... We should set up a P.O. box. Maybe we should. And people can write to you. And people can write safely. me, like, letters. That would mm. be really cool. I'd love to get letters from you guys. That'd be really nice, even if it was, like, a hello sign and things. Yeah. It would still be nice. I, I really love... A little side note, but I love when I get letters from different countries, and I mm-hmm. love looking at the different stamps and postmarks. Yes. Because, like, the little stamps 
obviously postage stamps were all really cool, but as well like postmarks with like different countries and cities on them. And They're so different. It's, it, I just love it. I just get really excited. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, And they also found a good, not hobby, but something that they enjoyed doing. Okay. Was spying on their neighbors with binoculars. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which, to be honest, if I lived with you in a house, got to stay at home all the time, it'd be pretty funny to like people watch. Yeah, but there's a difference between people <laughs> watching and spying on people in their property with binoculars. They're very extra. They're extra. <laughs> so they've yes. gone from fantasizing about child murder to. Being peeping toms with binoculars. Yeah. That's terrible. It, I, I guess. When you word it like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. Oh, shit. <laughs> Where did they get the... Who gave them binoculars? I don't know. Oh, my God. How am I going to know from here? Oh, she's not doing so well. Okay, anyway. Eventually, the girls took it upon themselves to order something in the post. Back in the day where you could order things from catalogues, send it off to such a place and then they'd send you the items in the post, which I don't think they really do anymore. It's yeah, more like digital sites like and stuff. Amazon. Yeah. But yeah, like I guess catalogue shopping was huge back mm. then. It was enormous. They did that and guess what they bought? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. You got three guesses. I got three guesses. Okay, so they've already got binoculars so they don't need those. No, they don't. They've already got freaky dolls, so they don't need those. Um, mm. Is it some kind of weapon? Like a knife? No. That's one of my guesses. It is, yeah. Is it... Poison? No. You hesitate <laughs> quite a long time. It's like, how do you package poison? <laughs> I don't know, like if they ordered like rat poison or something. Or aquaponics. Or aquaponics. <laughs> Um, they ordered cookies. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope some cookies. Order me a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> um, they ordered um <laughs> make some drink. <laughs> what? what are you getting stuck on? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what it could be. This is something I would do. I'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a knife. It's not no. poison. No. It's. It's. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> um, it could literally be anything. It could. So Can I have a clue? Sure. You own one too. I do? You do. And so do I. And you do? Yeah. Um, paintbrushes. No. Oh, what is it? Just a heads up for the people at home. You guys might have one too. It is a book. A book. <laughs> <laughs> we did the laugh thing. <laughs> oh my god. They'll they'll know. We don't need to tell them. I guess so. But I guess you know our little habits will creep out now. Yeah, we do have creepy little habits. Enjoy it. You got two guesses as to what it is about or what it's oh, called. Sake. Is it? guess quickly if it's if you want me to guess what it's called is it like a famous book if i'm able to guess the title of it is it something famous like the bible <laughs> that's famous the bible's famous <laughs> it is 
guys. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the Bible. But no, okay. guess what kind of book then, I guess. A book about poisons? No. Oh. Can I have a clue? Sure. Um, it's <laughs> useful. It's useful. Oh, but sure. you said that with like a look in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> you said it like, it's, it's useful. <laughs> it's like... But it's not about poisons, because my immediate no. thought is that this is something death related. Like I don't trust these girls. Like they've just figured out online shopping. <laughs> like it's not about poison. Nope. Cause you could disguise that as like a gardening book or something. You could. You could. Um foxgloves are very accessible. And beautiful in your garden mm. if you've got flower beds. Just saying. Wales has a great climate for it. It does, yeah. For the bees. Mm-hmm. Lady bees. bees. Hashtag lady bees. <laughs> <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think it was... Okay, you know what? I, I think it was a weird <laughs> book. You know, I didn't know... If, I don't know if you can get these. What, is this like the 80s now? Mm, I want to say... Because if it was 77 when I went to the hospital... Yeah, and then come out in Okay, I'm trying to think. Would you be able to get like? Because I don't know. You can get books about like anatomy and stuff, but it's full of like loads of pictures of like hearts or something. Of anatomy. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't know if you could get those back then. Is it a creepy anatomy book? No. Oh, what is it? It is titled "The Art of Conversation." In a totally different way. I was immediately thinking this has got to be a creepy death book. Topics in the book were how to communicate with your family, how to communicate with people, how to be friendly, and quote, we tried our best, but we couldn't. It was too hard. End quote. So they really tried. They tried. They ordered they the whole actually book on it, tried. read it through and through, and they just couldn't hack it. Oh my god, I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. Strange. I'm kind of shocked that they actually like wanted to communicate with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, just personally, most of the time, I don't want to. In an exciting turn. Oh. They both decide to become novelists. Oh. Quote: We had to do something to make the family really proud of us. End quote. Oh. June's novel. I'm for it. Called Go Pepsi Girls. Cola Addict. Pepsi. I'm pretty sure this is one of five books that's banned in the world. What? Yeah. I went on a... In that <laughs> moment, I was like, holy shit, I love Pepsi. I can relate to this girl. And then this book is banned everywhere. <laughs> I read that in one place. And the only um, stable quote I could find from this is audio in the documentary. Okay. So I'll... It cut off mid sentence. Uh huh. So I'm gonna be reading and then I'll stop mid sentence. Okay. That's all I have. <laughs> okay. Okay, quote. There was subtle colour in his bedroom. Bricks beside yellow brimstone drawers. Wood painted livid red. There was colour in the faces too. Laughing, blending, and clashing so that the entire room displayed cuts off. The fuck? But I think there's there's bits of articles that have sections of other parts of the book. I mean, but it annoys me. I sound kind of like a bitch right now, but I don't think that was very good. Yeah, which is fine. But that book is a is about a 
boy that has an affair with a school teacher. Oh. And I'm pretty so sure that's that... alluding to them. Because <laughs> <laughs> it starts off with his Pepsi Cola addiction, and then he just this boy just derails from that. I he have delves an into to crime. Pepsi. Pepsi Max is delicious. I'm drinking a cherry one right now. It's it's wonderful. Oh my. And I don't feel sick. Gats me a little beepers. My gut is so weak. <laughs> so, this book has nothing to do with Pepsi. Not really. I'm so disappointed. It starts out with the guy being literally addicted to Pepsi and he okay, just doesn't and then give it a just, shit about everything else. And then it, he just fucks a teacher. No. Or is he the teacher? <laughs> no, he's he's very much a student. He's quite... I think he's about 14 in this book. I'm not sure. Okay. This so, is the thing. There's not much detail on the stuff given. It was, it was actually banned. Pretty sure. Do you want to know what Jennifer's novel was about? Yeah, tell me. Hers was called Discomania. Discomania. Oh yes. You know, I suppose we've just come out of the seventies. This is okay. And you know what the violent streak is like. So. Oh Jesus. Don't be too dismissive. Discomania. It's is this book about disco? Can say not really. <laughs> Is it like about a mass murder in a disco? Quote: oh, no. Teenagers all over, jumping on top of each other, pulling around everyone to the floor with each other with a fallacious frenzy. They scream loudly to the music and pulling out blades, stabbing their best friends to death. End quote. What the fuck? So yeah, they did. What the fuck? Yeah. It's Panic at the Disco. Yeah. I'm so funny. I would find that funny, but you know that Brendan Yuri guy? He was found to be like a bit of a creep with teenagers. Really? Yeah, really. For real? Yeah, really. When? I didn't know about this. Mm, past three years or so. Jesus, it's I really come out. didn't you know, know about how, that. How Pete Wentz was really investigated for that as well. No, not really. Yeah, him. Mm. I didn't really know any of that stuff yeah this is the thing like from that like emo scene yeah loads era, of the, i know that the only people that seem safe and not corrupt are my chem yeah oh yeah a thousand percent they're amazing and that's about it like those are the kind of groups in those cliques it, everyone's a pedo stuff's come out yeah oh, so brendan you can fuck himself i'm gonna for like this yeah, I do because it's really depressing. I'm sorry. Right, anyway, sorry. Yeah, I had no. I genuinely had no. I mean, I don't think I know any Panic at the Disco songs. Neither do like, I. I don't think I could actually name one. No. If you were like name one, I'd be like. Are they uh, the ones that did that? What's that coming Groom's over the hill? Bride is a no. That's um. Killers. I don't know. Sabine. Kiss Sabine. No, it's Killers. No, it's not. No, it <laughs> fucking isn't. I know the one that's. What's that um, over the hill? It's a monster. The, it's a monster. The Groom's Bride is a whore one. That's isn't that Fall Out Boy? No, that's Panic at the Disco. <laughs> that's Panic at the Disco. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was Fall Out Boy. No. Fall Out Boy has the. Uh, we're going down swinging. Oh, I love the that. With the little deer antlers on his head. Yeah, yeah, I like. Oh, Fall Out Boy, okay. Uh, Pete Wentz isn't okay. Is um, he in Fall Out Boy? Yeah. Also, they've started selling NFTs. Yeah, I know. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so Pete Wentz is the guy that's like proper scene kid looking. Yeah. That went out with Ashley Simpson? Yes. The last I heard about Pete Wentz, he was going out with Ashley Simpson. That's how oh. far out I am from this. Wow. Yeah. That was the last I know about them. Fair. I mean, I've only been like thrown into the loop for like the last 
Yeah, that's years. literally the last, and that was Aside like what that, fifteen no years ago. Mm-hmm. That's the last I heard of that dude. Yeah, I'm sure he's had like a couple of really young girlfriends. Oh no, since. he is that creepy guy. Oh, I hate it. He always looked a bit too potatoey. Anyway, like, sorry. Right, let's get back. Good. So, <laughs> so she wrote a book. She did. That started out. I mean, I feel like I read the whole book in that one paragraph. Mm-hmm. She literally. So the paragraph starts with everyone's dragging each other onto the dance floor and singing and screaming lyrics and then they're mm-hmm. stabbing each other yes i see yeah. and they thought that these things were going to get published yeah they didn't. did they get published i mean they if one found of one publisher that agreed to but then i think they just pulled the books so i think there's very few copies imagine owning So we've got, is it called My Addiction to Pepsi Cola? No. (laughs) What's the first one called? Pepsi Cola Addict. That's close enough. My Addiction by Charlie. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So it's Pepsi Cola Addict and Disco Mania. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. They sound not like what they're about. That's, that's, that's something that that sticks out to me because that's what these girls are like. Yeah. You know, they yeah, come across when you look when you showed me that them, picture yeah. earlier, they look really cute and sweet mm-hmm. and happy and you would just pass by them. I would just be like, Oh my god, they're adorable. But this is inside of them. All of this. I fucking hate it. And their it. sweet little faces. That's so disturbing. I can see yeah. why people get creeped out by this case. Mm-hmm. I definitely see it. Yeah. Holy shit. To the summer of nineteen eighty one. Okay. Woo! Both June and Jennifer had brilliant music taste. Oh. I love that. They are seen that they had posters of Queen, David Bowie, and others are seen on their bedroom walls. Which, oh. frankly, I'm delighted at. Yep. You Go, know, girls. Get you some music. Better than Sting. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Shy Twain with on repeat. That would do my head in. Yeah, I'd hate that. With Queen? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. They could have seen them live. Who doesn't love this? Because I was not. Did you say which sads me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they'd fill diaries and notebooks as adults, um, full of their thoughts, dreams, and ambitions, which partially fueled, you know, inspiration for the novels. Okay. Which is good. Um, what's described as their self-imposed imprisonment wasn't something they could withstand much longer. Oh. Hmm. They'd made okay. pen pals and then coming out they'd carried on oh okay there so they were still in touch with them mm-hmm. there was two american boys oh as we all know boys are stupid yeah these two had their attention but these boys were far from innocent as they had the ones to commit petty theft and arson oh shit uh oh so they sadly, arson is no joke one of their like first branches into you know the social part of the world is um, with arsonists yeah which is really irritating because they find some like, innocent law abiding citizens you say that with. but then these girls have got yeah. like incredibly violent tendencies look at what and they like this is what I mean they enjoy mm. they enjoyed playing with violence when they were children mm-hmm. people like that are drawn to other people like that 
I know that, like, a lot of people say, like, you know, oh, if you're bullied or awful things happen to you when you were a kid or whatever, it does affect you. Mm. But as you get older, I know that sometimes criminals are made, but I fully believe that as you grow and become an adult, you are wholly responsible for the choices you make. Yeah, you make choices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah. If they're choosing to, like, write these books with all these, like, all this violence in it, yeah, that's a choice. It is, yeah. That's all I'm saying about that. Thank you, Jasmine. Okay, and they often meet with these boys. So, wait, but the boys, you said they were in America. No, they were from America. They come oh. over to England. Oh! Yeah, so they were going to meet up with them. Holy shit, okay. And then they did meet up with them a few times. Oh, no. Well, yay for them, oh, for us. Oh. Right. It's not good. But they um, considered these times at the weekend when you'd meet these boys an adventure. So they would both do their makeup, they'd dress up a bit, which is it's nice to see them do normal yeah, things. Like, yeah. a really, really small part of me roots for them. Yeah. I think like, it's because they're could, sisters. <laughs> yeah, if they could, like, get out of this and, like, turn it around. Yeah. And then that would be fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. But I guess each, that's not... each part of this story, they just get further away from that. Oh. And that's kind of what upsets me so much. But then you have to remember it is choices. It is. It's that, That's the most irritating thing, is that they're, you know, adults, and they make choices. Yeah. Okay. So they themselves then ended up dabbling in petty crime mixed sources mention sex but meh i don't judge i was in 17 slash 18 at this point they just didn't behave right and that's so now that they've met these boys they weren't just thinking Mm -hmm. about violence they were actually committing crimes it was escalating wow okay with things only getting worse and intense for jennifer and june um there's an occasion where June would try to drown Jennifer in a local river. What? And Jennifer herself um, retaliated. However, it seemed the fight wore each other out and they just settled down. And she. So, I can't imagine. June tried to drown Jennifer. She actually yeah. tried to drown they her. They were just like playing in the river, like just messing about. Like they'd be like, pat, pat. Yeah. and then she just pushed her down on her so she was face first in the water and she had her hands on her back I think it was just, just kept her down what the fuck mm-hmm. oh my god and then so Jennifer retaliated at some later point I think while they're still in the river and then she also has a go at drowning her and then they just bit. got over it yeah <laughs> what the <laughs> hell when, oh we love each other now it's fine ah Again, that, it's just it's uh, snowballing gradually, and you but it's, cannot stop it. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I wrote few in my notes. Oh my god. <laughs> she didn't actually drown. It was just attempted. That's fine. <laughs> oh, it was just an attempted drowning. That's fine. At one point, June was strangled by Jennifer with a radio cord. What? Yeah. Now the biggest crime they actually committed were setting fire to a tractor store slash farm where it was estimated to have burned and damaged um 200,000 pounds worth or so of um like 
practice the equipment the the stock holy shit the store like a warehousey store oh my god it's unclear on what it is but given that wales is very fieldy and farmy yeah i'm guessing it's just stuff don't of fuck that around kind. with fires man that is so it's incredibly dangerous it's dangerous sam scary because once they start they don't really stop oh my god they don't it's fire it doesn't care what it sets fire to as a result oh no they were charged and oh, they got guilty caught? of yeah oh my god of committing arson and they were both admitted to broadmoor hospital oh fuck Ooh. they went to broadmoor they did oh me i didn't know that Ooh. holy shit yeah i i saw the name and i was like oh they did it's how would you explain Broadmoor to people outside of... Um, oh, my God. So, Broadmoor is an incredibly famous mm. hospital, I guess you could fucking call it, yeah. in England. Mm-hmm. That is... It's famous for being awful. Mm-hmm. And lots of people with um, mental illnesses... Back in like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, were like put in Broadmoor and the treatment was not good. And Broadmoor is also very synonymous with lots of people as well, like being criminally insane as well. So lots of people with mental illnesses that commit crimes were put in Broadmoor. Um, And yeah, it's just incredibly famous for being very dodgy the conditions were not great yeah very sketchy and unregulated yeah yeah. and as well like now we're sort of in 2022 when you see like pictures of broadmoor or you hear about it it's very like creepy it is because they had it very rough back then yeah and it's very like it's unsettling yeah it's it's creepy and it's just awful and I reckon there's a lot of people out there that probably think Broadmoor is haunted. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it was. I It probably really? fucking is. Because even just the uh, the energy that that building must have absorbed... It must be ...is horrific. Awful. And let's yeah. face it, a lot of people probably died at Broadmoor. Yeah. Yeah, In for sure. really awful circumstances. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I didn't know they went there. Holy shit. They did. They... I, I guess it's a milestone of sorts. Yes, you could say that. In their lives, it's it takes it's a lot event. to get to Broadmoor. Yeah. It's an event. It's it happened. It's a very life changing event. Their sentence was indefinite detention under the Mental Health Act, nineteen eighty three. But they remained in Broadmoor for eleven years. Eleven? Yeah. Oh my god. god. In March of 1993, a. What are you doing? She's on her phone, sorry. Oh, baby Zoom. Do you want to try and read him? Because sometimes when you're on your phone, you don't hear him. Oh, no, no, I'm just looking. Broadmoor was actually opened in 1863. Oh, shit, no wonder. So it's even older. Because I know that it's one of the oldest psychiatric hospitals Mm. in the country. It's quite old time. But I didn't realise that it was actually. 159 years old i thought it was maybe like 70 years old Mm -hmm. but yeah it's definitely fucking haunted definitely haunted by that point yeah yeah 
The hospital was first known when it was opened in 1863 as the Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum. Oh, shit. Which kind of tells you everything that you need to know about it's very it. very on the tin. Yeah. Yeah, it had a lot of problems with, like, being overcrowded. Mm. And you can imagine that sanitary conditions were not great. Yeah, um, on the floor everywhere. Yeah, there's, there was, like, lots of dangerous patients all housed together. Um, lots of people who had done like different levels of things. Mm. And it's uh, lumped in the same place. You know, yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. On. Yeah, continue. I got totally distracted <laughs> by more about that. Right, you continue. <laughs> continue. In March of 1993, so you were two and a bit. Yeah, I you was ready almost for your third three. Birthday. Yeah, that's adorable. And I was a twinkle. <laughs> you were you were a little twinkle in our parents' eyes. <laughs> yep. I wonder if at this point yeah. I'd asked for you. Maybe because I remember when I was a toddler, when I was very very small, mm. sitting on my mom's lap while she was on the floor and telling her that I wanted a little sister, Aww. and that was before Sophie was born. Aww. And Aww. and yeah. Well, what was how what was it like when mum told you she was pregnant? Like did I she tell you? I immediately regretted it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't remember when mum told me that she was pregnant. I don't remember that, but I do yeah. remember that when you were born, I was yeah. staying with Auntie Roz, mm-hmm. and I remember Auntie Roz got the phone call to say that you'd been born and you'd arrived into the world. Yeah, and she passed the phone to me, and I remember I was eating Milky Bar buttons. Oh, and she passed me this phone, and this phone I remember it was kind of like. Not quite a coral colour, but sort yeah. of like if you imagine coral but like a shitty dark faded coral, that was the colour of this oh, okay. phone. Yeah. So I remember I was eating Milky Bar Bottoms and I took this phone and I held it up and I was like, Hello <laughs> And then they told me and I think Dad was on the phone and he told me that oh, you'd been born yeah. and I was like, Can I can I think of her name? And Dad was like, No, that's a job for the parents and I was like, Well I <laughs> stupid and i wanted to give you a name and i wanted to name wow. you and they wouldn't let me what would you have named me do you think i have no idea but i was i was like it would have been buttons wouldn't it? i was <laughs> what no 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 it what was it i was four it probably yeah. would have been like a really like name. unique princessy magical name kingston no <laughs> but it would have been it would have been cool but you i think sophie suits you so they did a good job <laughs> but I was annoyed about that for a while. I can imagine. I remember, like, I remember after, like, we hung up and whatever, and I went back to doing whatever I was doing. Mm. I remember walking away from the little coffee table with this phone on it and just thinking, that's not fair. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you having a little soul. <laughs> yeah. Because like, I was really happy that you, that you, you had arrived, but I was like... Yeah. I'm her big sister. I should name her. <laughs> like I, I literally been a big sister for about twenty minutes, and I already had that feeling. <laughs> like, did you ever look at me and be like, "I should have named you"? <laughs> probably. I don't remember having that thought, but I probably oh, had that thought. Oh, anyway, anyway. In March of nineteen ninety-three, a journalist named Marjorie Wallace visited Broadmoor Hospital to interview little ones, to interact with them. Learning that they were preparing to be transferred. Oh. So they were being transferred to Caswell Clinic, which is a lower security institution in Wales. Okay. So it's, thankfully they're not, you know, it's been throw away the key for life and there's going to be, you know, you think 
maybe there's some rehabilitation going on there. Yeah. They've escaped the awful clutches of Voldemort. That's yeah. unheard of. It's very high security. Yeah. It's like very high security. And during the small interview that she had with the two who told her they were getting transferred, I think maybe she interviewed them separately. I'm not sure. Okay. Jennifer was drinking some tea. Yeah. And she tells Marjorie that she had decided to die so that June could live a normal life. What? So Jennifer decided <laughs> that she was going to die. <laughs> But separating the first time didn't work. Yeah. So they just thought, let's just do it again, but permanently. This will be fine. There's a thing, they're, they're quite... I don't want to say drastic, but... That's dramatic. It's very drastic, yeah. That... Okay. So it came to the day they were going to be transferred. Uh-huh. Which is really good. Right? It was a sunny, clear day. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kind of cloudy, but more clear than anything. How do you know that? Ed Cannon. <laughs> kidding. No, it's written one place, and I like to cling on to it in the hope that... Okay. You look nervous. I don't know what's coming. You don't. <laughs> on the way to the institution, the public clinic, in a car, both in the rear passenger seats, Jennifer lays her head on June's shoulder, which is really sweet. Because they're now on the way to a new location. Yeah. It's lower security, so probably a lot less violent and intense. You know, in Broadway, you're probably on edge all the time. Yeah. So they're getting out of there. That's lovely. Um, Jennifer says to June, quote, At long last, we're out. End quote. Um... Jennifer reportedly slept throughout the trip with her eyes open. What? And by the time they reached the new institution, she was unresponsive and later pronounced dead. What? She passed from inflammation of the heart, but no clear cause of inflammation was found. Jennifer was said to be at a stage in life where she was in good health and has found that she had no alcohol or any drugs in her system. The same night, June wrote in her diary, quote, Today, my beloved twin sister Jennifer died. She is dead. Her heart stopped beating. She will never recognize me. <sighs> it's just... I don't know how I'm going to edit this. It's exactly what I would say. Don't. Don't. When my dad came to see her body, I kissed her stoke-wood face. I went hysterical with grief. It, they're very human. Well, they are people. No, but I mean, like, they they still have the capacity to, to love people. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> and that's... That's how they, they pass away, which I... I didn't know about. It's a lot more peaceful than I thought it was. Yeah, was same here. Because when I heard bits about this case mm. before, I thought that one of them murdered the other one. I was always led to believe it's something really sinister. Yeah. People do speculate online, like just on occasional forums and stuff that pop up. 
that she could have been drugged with something or she drugged herself, but the autopsies are like, no, it's very much it's yeah. clear. The thing is, you there are mm-hmm. well, especially because this was in what eighty something, eighty one. Yeah. The technology that they would have had in eighty one to detect toxins is nowhere yeah. near what we have today. Like nowhere near. It's universes apart. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that poisons were worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. if she's, I mean, of course, there's lots of instances that we hear of where people predict their own deaths, mm-hmm. and it's not self-inflicted. No. Where people just have weird feelings about things, mm-hmm. and it's, it just is, it turns out to be right on the fucking money. So it could be something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, my first thought was that she'd either committed suicide, mm. or June had done it. Mm. I mean, I'm leaning more towards suicide. Because there's lots of, not lots of, but there are Mm. poisons that you can get, which, after you're dead, that by, like, by the time they do an autopsy, it's undetectable. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. It's like in the summertime. Yeah. We can't trace it. There's nothing there. No Um, indication. There are multiple poisons that you can... Like Aquatafani. (laughs) Aquatafani. It's really good for that. Yeah, it's a it's a real fucking thing. Um, mm-hmm. And yet there are also poisons that can make the manner of death that, that basically just fuck with your heart. Mm-hmm. So when they do your autopsy, they're like, oh, look, this heart is fucked up. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I do find it very peculiar that she messaged in her diary, like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And then she did. Yeah. But just sleeping the whole way with her eyes open. I feel like if you leant on my shoulder, went to sleep with your eyes open, I would be very concerned. Yeah, like, so does and that check mean... you. So does that mean <clears throat> she died with her eyes open and was dead the whole time? Mm-hmm. Because if she... Oh, no. If she was actually sleeping with her eyes open, mm-hmm. I feel like for them to make the assumption that she was sleeping, she had to have done that multiple times it must be some kind of habit it must be something that she does otherwise they'd look and just see her sleeping with her eyes open and think oh she's fucking dead Mm -hmm. i don't know if they were wide open like this or just like open like that where eyes are kind of down but yeah like half shut that's yeah that is so much sadder than what i always thought this was Mm -hmm. wow do you want to know how the rest of the family's doing yes please tell me I've titled this Aftermath because of after the death. Yeah. It's the most poignant part, Okay, I guess. The two parents, Aubrey and Gloria, refuse to do any interviews, which is fair. Fair. Like, absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. They've been yep. through a lot. You don't have to talk about any of this shit. Like, they couldn't decide what the heck was going on with their, their twins that had issues. Yeah. You know, they, they put a lot of trust in these hospitals to look after them, and it just got horrendously skewed yeah exactly um june also keeps to herself but um maintains her privacy which is fair but it's said yeah. that she still lives in wales oh um and she really didn't know that these two were british yeah neither i did genuinely I. didn't know for some reason i thought they were american yeah i really did think so <laughs> you know yeah. I, yeah i'm fully shocked about that I think it's it's I do think she's been heard from since about two thousand and seventeen. Oh. Um, but it said that she's accepted as part of like the little community she's in. Okay. But she still keeps to herself. 
which is quite sweet yeah you know she's she's not into like heavy crime and she's not lost to that world good yeah because that could have gone the other way yeah Yeah, that really could have gone the other way i was so worried about that i was like please 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 (laughs) be all right (laughs) so rosie greta and david the other siblings oh yes um they'd moved out of the main family house they've created their own families and they seem to have also very private lives okay so the families kind of moved out and away completely yeah um i read one article that has aubrey and gloria living in the bronx oh that's far yeah so they've gone whoop oh my god i'm pretty sure there's only one the bronx in the world right i think so yeah yeah so they're they're there now oh okay maybe but i'm not gonna look any further no 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 because it no i'm not gonna go chasing any of these people um, but on a lovely note to end the story, oh, I will read to you the inscription on Jennifer's gravestone. Okay. We once were two, we two made one. We no more two through life be one. Rest in peace. That's really sad. Mhm. Yes. But really beautiful as well. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So you may have noticed that when you clicked on this story to listen to it, that instead of being under crime, because mm-hmm. of the fact... I mean, they, they did criminal acts. They did, they did. commit crimes. Yeah. Um, we've put this under creeps. And me and Sophie were discussing this mm-hmm. before... For a good while. For a while before we uploaded it, because we were trying to decide where it would sit. Mm-hmm. And Sophie decided firmly that it should be under creeps. Mm-hmm. Because it's, I mean, why don't you explain why you thought, why you thought that? Okay, because <laughs> you're the one that did all the research. You know I far did. more about this case yeah. than I do. I find the the specifics that I did find very creepy, and it, not in a supernatural creepy, but to find all of these things manifest in two people so close, yeah, like so embedded in each other and themselves, is very creepy to me. Yeah, like, it is. creepy isn't always ghosts. Yeah, true. For me, I, I kind of really want to explore the living part of creepy avenues that you can go into. For these two, that fits for me. Yeah. And it, it felt appropriate. And it also felt like this case needed a bit of debunking. Yes. Because there cause... was a lot of stuff that was just misinterpreted and blasted online yeah because a lot of the stuff online about this case mm-hmm. is they're labeled it's it's all like very paranormal mm. and it's you can see why because like the creepy twin story the fact that they didn't speak to anyone else they had their own language yeah and a lot of people have well people have thought for years that some twins have like psychic abilities mm-hmm. so people probably thought that about these twins yeah there's been stuff on there about things being like especially with the the dolls and everything about yeah. them being like and when the medical professional said that, oh, Jennifer is possessed in June, mm-hmm. there's things about possession in there and, like, yeah. controlling, but, like, non-verbally. So a lot of people think that this case has paranormal aspects to it. Mm-hmm. So we did want to put it in the creep section because, like Sophie said, lots of creepy things are living. Mm-hmm. But also, while this case probably doesn't have paranormal roots... Mm-hmm. It is a case and a story which is often related to things that we don't understand. 
Yes. So we feel that that's where it, where it sits. Mm-hmm. It's appropriate. Um, thank you for listening to my story, Charlie. Thank you for telling me. I <laughs> there's a lot of but like honestly, I literally just knew three bullet points, and one yeah. of them was wrong because I thought it was America. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I learned Bless. a lot about that. I went on a journey, and I really I'm enjoyed glad. your telling of it. I've I've got a lot of editing to do. <laughs> you sure do. <laughs> because at the moment, yep. I don't know how long it's gonna be. By the time I upload it, but right now it's two hours and three minutes. So I wonder how long it's going to be. Two hours. (laughs) (laughs) 25 minutes. So thank you for listening you, that is yeah i appreciate you everyone listening if you if you stayed with me <laughs> there were several points that i mentally dipped i could see you wanting to like get out the sheet yeah i kind of wanted to get out of the tent but i thought no mm-hmm. i've got to stay here because i need to edit it when we're done yeah you can listen to it anyway all right so thank you for listening i yeah. guess that's that book closed on that one yeah literally that huge <laughs> notebook is closed it is yep (laughs) so thank you for listening to our story Mm -hmm. and we will see you next time goodbye bye